with all that's happening in the world, we are wishing you all the best in health, happiness, and love. Be safe. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Lunita. Hi, hello. We're just two parents coming at you from our tiny ass apartment in Brooklyn. I'm Justin. And I'm Nina. And Luna, our two-year-old daughter, is asleep for the night. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, hence the peaceful, quiet recording that we're doing here. Honestly, we're only ever going to be able to record when Luna's either sleeping or with a babysitter. So thank you for joining us for our very first episode. Uh, This episode is Foundations of a Happy Relationship. But before we begin, uh, we just want to extend our gratitude to you listeners for your time and support. So we're just going to get started. We are not saying that if you're not in a relationship, it's what you need to aspire to do or that only happy people are people in relationships. We want you to know that you're fine and you're great on your own. And if a relationship is what you aspire to be in, here's some guidelines for how to be in the best, most healthy relationship possible because you deserve the best and so does your partner. Absolutely. And uh, with that, we want to start with a little background information on ourselves. want to preface this by saying we are not experts. We are not Dan Savage from the Lovecast. We love you, Dan, but no. Oh, there's only one, yeah, babe. Yeah. Uh, we are just two happily married people. Been married five years, together eight, and uh, taking the journey in parenthood together. Yeah. No matter what community you belong to or how you identify, We love you, we appreciate you, and this podcast is for you. And this episode is for you. 100%. With that said, there's a lot of information in here. So we wrote up a supplemental blog post at lunita.nyc. It's got all the information that we're going to be covering here, as well as additional resources. So we highly recommend you go check that out whenever you get a chance. We also want to start with a couple of red flags or our get the fuck out of there signs if you will yeah um this is the opposite of a happy relationship these are signs that you should be getting out of there immediately immediately so let's start from the top any form of abuse be it physical sexual psychological financial emotional please leave Yeah, statistically speaking, things do not get better. They actually escalate. Even if it's just like my partner hit me for the first time, but they're sorry and they say they're never going to do it again, believe me, it's not worth sticking around to find out. Doesn't mean that person's a complete piece of shit, but at that stage in their life, they have no business being in a relationship and you don't deserve to be dragged along for the bullshit so bounce. I also want to say that control, jealousy, any type of accusatory or paranoid behavior that's not really justified, like your partner constantly accusing you of cheating when 
that's never been an issue and you know you never have done it. Something to be aware of. Something to be aware of. Those can often be red flags. Control as in your partner telling you who they want you hanging out with, what they want you wearing, how they want you to look. Red flag. Leave. I also want to point out that some other red flags include how your partner treats others. Anybody that's sexist, homophobic, has racist racist viewpoints. Goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Good fucking bye. Uh, Also, if they have a lack of empathy for others. Any population that they don't belong to, whether it's poor people or homeless people or waitresses or whatever, if they see those other types of populations as not as deserving as respect. Or less than them. Yeah, fuck that. Leave them. It's not cute to be seen with somebody who treats other people like shit. It's not cute to be seen with an asshole. It's really not. It makes you look just as bad for putting up with it. Um, To the assholes out there, y'all can get help. And we believe that everybody can change. Everybody's capable of change. Everybody is capable of change. Best of luck in your journey of not being such an asshole. Totally. And finally, people that are just disrespectful in general, we kind of covered that, but just... Yeah, if they're not taking you seriously, if they're not supporting you, if they think that they are better than you and are disrespecting you in a relationship... Then get the fuck out of there. Then get the fuck out of there. There are plenty of other people out there, all right? So, now that those are covered and out of the way, we can actually get into the topic at hand. Moving on to a happier note, let's begin with our definitions of happiness in a relationship. All right. My definition of a happy relationship is that I am not stressed about my relationship. Yeah, 100%. There are way too many things in life that I got to stress about already. The last thing that I need to be stressing about is the person that is supposed to be my support and my rock. My definition of a happy relationship totally encompasses all the things you just said, but ultimately that I have the freedom to be myself unapologetically. I've been in relationships prior to Justin where I felt I always had to perform a certain way. I'd be like sucking my stomach in and even when we were like sitting down watching a movie or I felt like I couldn't take off all my makeup or take off my weave or whatever. And it was just like, nah, that was when I was younger. But you should consider being with somebody who not only makes you feel like the best person of yourself, but encourages you to be the best version of yourself and somebody that you feel comfortable with all the time. Yeah. Also, somebody that you feel supported by. And that you can actually go to with problems or ideas or difficult situations, things like that. Totally. And we're going to get more into it. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, my definition of happiness is that I I like to spend time with the person that I'm with. Yeah, like you're excited to be around them. Yeah. If I am avoiding you, and maybe that works for some people, you know, but... That's not for me. Yeah, not for me. So that's our definition of happiness. So the foundations. By the way, friends, these are in no particular order, but let's get a crack in with number one is a no-brainer trust. 
trust. Hello. If you can't trust the person you're with, I don't know what to tell you. That is a very stressful situation. Do, do a search of foundations of a happy relationship on the internet, and this one will be in every single list possible. I'm sure. I'm sure. And if it's not, like, what? But if you can't trust the person you're with, it just is exhausting. If you feel you have to babysit them, or if you feel you trust them when you're with them, but it's when they're not in your presence that you get anxious because they have been unfaithful or dishonest with you. If trust is broken in a relationship, it is something that can be mended, but it takes a lot of time and patience. And I don't suggest starting a relationship off with a lack of trust. Yeah. Don't start your relationship off on lies or being dishonest with yourself or with your partner. It's a good place to start. Nice cornerstone there. For real. All right. Number two. Ding, 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 ding. Mutual respect. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mutual respect is also a fucking no-brainer. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're two individuals who have your own lives that are coming together to be with one another. Respect your differences and respect each other. Please. that's, That's really... It's something that we're taught as children and somehow get lost in the mix. I have no idea how. But just think of the golden rule. Treat others the way that you would like to be treated. I don't understand how that's so difficult in 2020 for people to remember. I literally learned that in kindergarten. I don't know when I learned it, but I know it's something that I've carried with me for a very long time. It's like they need to drill it into people's heads more. But just treat people the way you want to be treated. Well, I think math is more important now or... Well, I can't fucking add, but I know how to treat people with mutual respect. So let's take a look at that. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Communication. This one is pretty essential in a relationship. I know there's plenty of relationships without communication, but I don't think that's a relationship I would want to picture myself being in. Yeah, I think communication is key. Really, if there's any other problem in the relationship communication can fix this which is difficult because communication is a learned technique yeah which means that you can practice it and become better at it yeah i also want to say it's important to be open and honest about all your feelings for me it took a long time to be able to verbalize the negative feelings. If I was feeling angry at Justin, it was very hard for me to say, I'm mad at you. I would typically mask it or be passive aggressive, which is not uncommon for people to do. Being raised as a female and socialized as a female in our society and in my particular culture meant that I was taught from a very young age to push down all the negative emotions really deep inside myself. That sounds healthy. It was not, but plenty of people are raised like that. And as a result, if you never confront that, the chances of you being in a fully healthy relationship diminish. So be honest with yourself about all your emotions, not just the pleasant ones. And be honest with your partner. Of course. But if you can't be honest with yourself, I mean, you got to start there. Definitely. Definitely. Also, I just want to add that with communication being a learned skill, you can actually practice it with your partner and that'll help you communicate to others better out in society. Right. So, you know, start 
with honesty of you, to yourself, then be honest with your partner, and then you can be honest with the larger world around you. Yeah, and it helps you communicate. The more you practice communication, the better at it you get. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. All right, number four, individuality within the relationship. What do you mean by that? Now, for me, individuality in the relationship is that you have your own separate interests and hobbies, and that's all right. A hundred percent. When I first met Justin, he was really into sports, and I'm not a sports person. I've never been, but I also wasn't going to pretend that I liked sports all of a sudden. Like, you want to watch the hockey game? That's cool, but... I'm going to go watch skincare videos in the other room. And that's cool. Yeah. And I don't expect you to join me at all. That's not you. So like, do you, you don't have to change who you are to make yourself more attractive or more desirable or more lovable to your partner. And sometimes some distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. I don't want to do all the same shit as you. I'd get sick of you. I I would get sick of you. Do you too. know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. What? That's not. Yeah. That's not so my like, bad. you know, keep pursuing your own interests. You're, you're growing as an individual still. Mm-hmm. You're growing as a person by yourself. Yes, you have this awesome support system next to you in your partner. Yeah. But the journey is still yours to take. A hundred percent. Yeah. Individuality also to me means being, like I said, being able to be yourself. I don't want to be with somebody who wants a partner that looks like some fucking celebrity or who dresses like a million other people. Like, I want to be with somebody that appreciates me for me. I would never try to change my partner, and I sure as hell hope they don't want to change me. Definitely. Number five. Equal partnership. By equal, we mean fair. We also mean that we're canceling all gender norms because they're just so outdated and tired and unrealistic. Do what works for you as a couple, but ultimately no one should feel as if they're being taken advantage of. Yeah, so I do the laundry because I don't mind doing the laundry. I actually sometimes enjoy it. It gets me up out of bed a little early. I literally will never find pleasure in it. I do it only if it's like I have nothing to wear and everything's covered in poop. Otherwise, I'm figuring out a way to wear it. It's gross, but... (laughs) And I I hop and skip and jump down the stairs with a, like Santa Claus with a big old laundry bag on my back. He loves it. I would rather pluck out each eyelash one by one than have to fold our clothes and our baby's clothes. Justin and you can tell. Yeah. is like on his Marie Kondo shit. I'm on it. Yeah. Which is cool. You know, do. Yeah. But with that said, I, I can't cook. I love cooking. It brings me so much joy to make something with my hands that can nourish other people. So. I do most of the cooking, not because I'm a woman or Justin thinks that that's my responsibility. It's because I enjoy doing it more and I'm better at it. Yeah. You also bathe Luna all the time. I just can't. My back gives out. Yeah, totally. That's fine. You also clean the house and put up all the shelves. Like I can't because I'm, I mean, I guess I could. It's just, it's not me. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So find what works for you in your relationship. Find what you're good at, what your partner's good at, what each of you like. If both of you hate doing all the chores involving keeping a clean, safe home, then just create like one of those spinny wheels. You write down all the chores that need done on a weekly or biweekly basis and you spin to see what chore lands on who. And that's the person doing it for the day. Or the week. Yeah. Or if you don't have the time to make a spinny wheel, just uh, pick a chore, flip a coin, call it in the air, and whoever loses does the chore for the week. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Fairsy waresy. Lamesy lamers. You know, what this basically all comes down to is communication again. Just be open and honest about what you want to do in the relationship, what you're willing to do in the relationship. And what makes you comfortable. And what makes you comfortable. Definitely. All right. Moving on. Honesty. Before you can have honesty with your partner, you need to be honest with yourself. Ask yourself, what do you want out of this relationship and why? Yeah, honesty and trust are directly connected to me. Totally. But I mean, don't take your relationship to the next level with someone if you're fucking cheating. Be honest with yourself. You're not ready for that yet. Yeah, and that takes some deep soul searching. Yeah. But, I mean, guess what? That's part of working on yourself. It's also part of being a responsible adult. Is to be honest with yourself about what you're looking for in this life before you just take somebody along for a ride. Yeah. Number seven. Support and being supportive. I just want to make a quick note. Being supportive is incredibly important in relationship, but it is not your job to consistently praise your partner. If they are relying on you as their only emotional support, this can get really draining because guess what? You have your own shit to deal with. Talk about it with them. Let them know how you feel. But there's a chance that if they don't respond well to this or they continue to be aggressively emotionally needy or increasingly emotionally needy, then they may need more help than you are capable of giving them on your own. And that's fine. But you should not feel like you have to be somebody's everything. Yeah. And on lunita.nyc, the supplemental blog post, we actually have some resources that you can send people to or go to yourself to find some extra help. Because sometimes we all need a little extra help. Yeah, everybody deserves all the help they need, but it's not fair to be the one always giving and never receiving. Yeah. Now, with all that said, you should be supportive of your partner. 100%. Being supportive of your partner is just like the right thing to do. It's the kind thing to do. Yeah, if they come to you with an idea and they're really excited about it, don't sit there and shoot them down. I mean, unless... yeah, Unless don't. it's like a toaster for hands. Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> But I mean, hey, maybe it's awesome. Maybe it's know. awesome, yeah. I don't know. But the point is being supportive is really important. If you're with somebody where you don't feel you're being fully supported, that can be very painful and draining too. It doesn't mean that you need to rely on them for all the support, but you should be 
supportive, especially when they're taking a leap of faith. They're starting something new. Yeah. Even if it means that in some ways you may grow apart because of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100%. Cool. Next up, we have flexibility. By this, we don't mean being able to touch your toes, which is awesome if you can do. Yeah, totally. But be forgiving, be open, be reasonable with your partner. Try not to, I don't know, like be punishing. Like people fuck up. People make mistakes. Mm, yeah. See, when, with flexibility, what I was thinking was be adaptive. Yeah. You're both in the process of growing as individuals. And you maybe grow apart in certain aspects and you might grow closer together in others. This is a journey that you are committed to taking. This is a journey that you plan on being with this person for a long time. Expect there to be changes and you're going to have to adapt and change with that. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you always have to be growing in the same direction. It's okay to grow a little bit apart. That doesn't mean the relationship is over or is a failure. But just remember, if you're expecting perfection from your partner, then that's incredibly hypocritical and unrealistic. And vice versa, if they're expecting it from you, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, be flexible. And our last one, right, last of the foundations here, compatibility. Now, this one here is a little tricky because... I guess it just involves like gut feelings and intuition of some sort. Yeah. And on some level, being honest with yourself. Um, There's a lot of different types of compatibility, sexual, spiritual, emotional, intellectual. Yeah. and, And by these, we mean don't dumb yourself down to somebody's level or somebody's expectation of you. Yeah, don't make yourself smaller or make yourself less visible because you feel that's what your partner needs from you or wants. Yeah, don't step out of your comfort zone sexually to please somebody else. Never. Uh Uh-uh. Don't give up your spirituality or belief system based on somebody else's. Yeah, don't do that. Also, if you're with somebody who doesn't match you emotionally in terms of emotional compatibility, that can be very difficult. I mean, some people just have different levels of empathy, different levels of connection to the universe and nature and people. If you're with somebody who doesn't match, that's not always the worst thing. But if they're not willing to grow or at least be open-minded and understanding of who you are, What are you doing? Yeah. Now, with that said, I do want to say that communication can help in this aspect. So none of these incompatibilities are... They're not necessarily a deal breaker, but it does mean that if you choose to be with somebody and you're not that compatible in some of these ways, it's just going to be more work. And that's your choice if you want to do the work if you feel the person is worth the work, or if you want to just level up and be with somebody who matches your vibration. Yeah. Now, I 
I have to say that I think that sometimes we're incompatible. Yeah, me too. Like, I am just not a compassionate person. That is not correct. He's not like some ice queen, but... I'm ice cold. I've always (laughs) felt the spectrum of human emotions more intensely than most people I know. Yeah, and sometimes I block it off and act like... I don't know how to put it. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of boys are not socialized in our society to have empathy. That's not what they're taught. That's changing, but I don't know it's not what you were taught in the 80s, you know? So it's important to understand that if somebody wants to grow in these ways, that's a that's a great sign that you can still progress together, you know? And be patient. It's not fair to say... Well, you're not as emotionally compatible with me as somebody else because we didn't have the same life experiences. People are always capable of changing for the better. Best you don't of have luck, to hold, everybody. Yeah, you don't have to hold their hand through it, but yeah, be conscious about these choices before you get too deep into a relationship with someone and it's too painful or difficult or inconvenient to get out. All right, so there's the wrap-up of uh, all of our foundations of a happy relationship. Now we want to give you uh, some pro tips on how to create a happier space. Uh, Number one, pro tip. Say thank you over I'm sorry. Example. Justin, thank you so much for cleaning my pubic hairs out of the bathroom tub again. I always forget to clean them out. I appreciate that you do it for me. You're welcome. Thank you for acknowledging that. No doubt. See how that sounds so much better than, oh man, I'm sorry, I shaved my butthole in it for God to clean out the drain. I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again, but then I'll just do it again. Yeah, what is the other person <laughs> supposed to say when you say I'm sorry? When you're saying I'm sorry, it's about you. Yeah, so flip it around, acknowledge what somebody else is doing for you and thank them for it. Right, when you're saying thank you. Goes a long way. Yeah, and it's about giving that other person the recognition they deserve. Definitely. Pro tip number two. Pro tip number two. Practicing and verbalizing appreciation and gratitude. This one is huge. And we've been practicing gratitude for years. And by practicing gratitude, I mean every night right before bed, we take like two to three minutes to name a couple things we're grateful for. Not only about the life we have, but in the other person. Yeah, it really does go a long way, and it directly relates to number one. Showing somebody that they're appreciated and that you are grateful for being around them gives them a sense of confidence and worth. Mm-hmm. And it might just be the highlight of their day. Yeah, and you don't have to give them things. It can just be as simple as, I appreciate you. Yeah. That's nice it. and easy. Yeah. It, it really does go a long way. So, But start- appreciation and gratitude are really essential for 
creating a happier space. Pro tip number three, practice self-care. I know that self-care at this point is like people are so tired of hearing that phrase, but it is important. Yeah, the best way for you to positively influence the world around you is by positively being the best version of yourself possible. Yeah. The better you're capable of taking care of yourself and dealing with your problems and loving yourself, the more capable you'll be of other people's faults and handling them with grace and acceptance and love. Yeah, and I think self-care takes a lot of awareness, self-awareness. Oh, yes, definitely. So then instead of sitting there and yelling at the other person about what they did or what they didn't do, you actually get a second to take a look in the mirror and say, you know what? Well, I'm not a fucking walk in the park myself. Yeah, my farts definitely still smell. And self-care is also important because we just live in such a busy, crowded, stressful world where many of us have a ton of different responsibilities. We all owe it to ourselves to take a break, slow down, and focus on our breath. And to give ourselves an extra little bit of love because... Life is exhausting, man. It really is. But hey, congratulations, everybody. We're all doing it. We're all still in this. Best of luck out there. Pro tip number four. Yikes. Pro tip number four. Find your own hobbies. This one for me is extremely important. Yeah, I know. Hobbies have entirely changed my life. Hobbies are one of the ways that I managed to wean myself off of alcohol as well as um, grow as an individual and become the person that I wanted to be. Hobbies taught me a lot about who I am and what I'm capable of. They also gave me a chance to just unwind from whatever my regular routine was, something that I was excited about and an opportunity to learn and to grow and to just enjoy myself, enjoy being with myself. Exactly. You get to find out who you are. I feel like you're uncovering things about yourself that you didn't otherwise know, and that allows you to grow exponentially. Yeah, so whatever it is that you're interested in, don't be shy to check it out. No matter what you're interested in, there is something for you. Drawing, journaling, reading. Bondage, sniffing farts out of paper bags, <laughs> making wigs, doing pedicures for whatever cats. Your, whatever your hobby is, man. Yeah, do you. Do you. That's, uh, I didn't know you were going to tell him about my sniffing farts out of bag hobbies here. Jeez, it's getting crazy. Pro um, tip number five. Set Aside time for one another. This is easier said than done, especially if you both work a lot of hours or high pressure jobs or travel a lot for work or have children. But it is important, even if it's just like 10, 20 minutes a day to just sit down and have a meal or a conversation. Or this could even be in bed before yeah. sleeping. Anytime. This could be a walk from the subway train. 
This could be a FaceTime if you're long distance. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be as simple as, look, every Sunday afternoon when the weather permits, we're going to take a walk to the park with our dog or whatever it is. But setting aside time for one another. Yeah, just to talk about the relationship and how things are going and how you're feeling. and Or just talk about your day. You don't even have to talk about the relationship. Just talk about your day. Just to touch base with each other. Where are you at today? What did you go through? How are you feeling? Yeah, and actually listen. And to do it without, with as limited discussion distractions as possible to say without any distractions is not realistic yeah. but and also as little judgment as possible yeah definitely and our last pro tip here pro tip number six sounds corny as hell but we still added it never go to bed mad at each other yeah i could say a lot on this one but i'll just say holding on to anger takes a lot of work it is so much easier and i promise you you will feel so much lighter and so much more free if you let that shit go holding on to anger with someone you share a bed with is a it's just a goddamn challenge yeah the only one you're really hurting by doing that is yourself and your relationship and i'm sure all that anger influences your dreams and your sleep patterns oh it influences everything And that doesn't mean you don't have the right to get angry with your partner. It's normal. Um, As long as they're not violating any of those get the fuck out signs we talked about earlier. Even if you can't forgive them in that moment or let it go in that moment, then maybe just that's not a night you share the bed together. Yeah, go sleep on the couch. Honestly, the longer me and Justin have been together... I get less and less offended when he sleeps on the couch. I used to take that shit so personal. Like, oh my God, he's sleeping on the couch. What did I do wrong? And I'm like, ugh. He's just tired. He's either just tired and I don't want to wake him up or like, he probably is gassing. I don't want to smell his fucking farts on <laughs> <like> anyways. <laughs> so do you. Yeah. Crack a just, window. just never go to bed mad at each other. For real. It's... Easier said than done, obviously, but just be aware of it. it. It'll change your life. Yeah, it's really, really helpful. Okay, so we're going to hit you with the wrap up. Ultimately, finding a relationship doesn't come easy, but what makes it easier to find happiness is putting in the work on yourself and remembering that happiness starts from within. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, We wish you best of luck in finding that special someone if you haven't or continuing to cultivate that special bond that you do have. There's always room for growth. Always room for growth. Always opportunity for change. And uh, in the words of the great Jerry Springer, take care of yourself. And each other. Did he, he really say that? That's what he says at the end of every episode. And I'm <laughs> that's like, that's the so most great. fucking profound thing about that show. Definitely, man. Definitely. Love you so there. we want to hear from you. Uh, what are some of the things that you do uh, to create a happy space and a happy relationship? What are your pro tips 
DM us on our Instagram, at Lunita Podcast, or comment on the supplemental blog post. Uh, we'll be posting some responses on social media if we find any good ones. Yeah, definitely. And um, just want to thank you for listening. Thank you so much. And get ready, because on next week's episode, we're going to be talking about... Microdosing psychedelics. My fave. My fave. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next episode. If you enjoy Lunita, please subscribe and leave a review, share with a friend, or share on your favorite social media platform. If you want to show even more support, consider joining our Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us continue to bring higher quality content to the world. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, at Lunita Podcast, and be sure to check out lunita.nyc for supplemental posts, additional material, and more. And if you haven't heard it yet today, you are loved, you are appreciated, and we will see you on the other side. Can you say thank you, everybody? Thank you, everybody.